All right, I'm going to hit screen share right right now. Right meow. So, how many episodes did Power Rangers Zeo have? 50. Wow. Hot damn. All we right. made it to the halfway mark. <laughs> uh, all right, so one random number between 1 and 50, and go, go, Zeo Rangers. 40. It's a good number. It's a good number. The joke's on blue. There's a new student at Angel Grove, as well as two detectives that intend to replace Balkan Skull. Practical jokes run rampant, and it seems no one is safe, so Balkan Skull and their competition are hired to find the culprits. Meanwhile, on the moon, Zed and Rita exile Rito and Goldar out of their mobile base. Well, that sounds wacky enough to be Power Rangers. <laughs> wow, what the fuck? I can't even imagine what this... Uh, I can kind of imagine. It just feels like a lot's going on in that episode. It does. It also doesn't seem very Tommy-centric. So, you know what? I'm gonna re-roll. Breaking where the rules. Where it stops, nobody knows. 21. Lucky 21. Go, go, Tommy Rangers. Brother! <laughs> Brother! Can you spare an arrowhead? There we go. Look at Tom this. Tommy... Okay, so Tommy is literally the first thing mentioned in this description, so here we go. Tommy must find a way to rescue his brother from a cave of evil spirits, so uh, while the other rangers must battle Mace Face. <laughs> Once Mace Face is destroyed, the rangers must help in defeating the evil spirit Autocathon. Autocathon. Okay, that is Autocathon. a... Autocathon. I need ketchup. Uh... <laughs> Autochthon, I need mustard. Mustard? Tommy? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, why mustard? Um, no questions, damn it. Welcome back to the Lasercomb Podcast, the show where we comb through random episodes of classic TV with a fine-tooth laser. I am the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm NeoCal, your other host. And uh, this is episode 53? 53 of the Lasercomb Podcast. Yeah. Fitty cent. Fitty. It's about tree, tree fitties. And uh, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're mixing it up. It's a little, we're a little different. We're mixing it up. Uh, on the last episode of the Lasercomb podcast, we had said that we were going to be reviewing episode four of Manimal, which we will be doing on the next episode. But um, the unfortunate and tragic news came out at the time of recording uh, a mere two days ago that uh, Jason David Frank, the uh, original Green Power Ranger, and then the White Ranger... And then the Red Zeo Ranger. It's a little bit of everything, you know? He's a little, Ranger, little, he's little a bit of everything. The <laughs> quite iconic Power Ranger actor. <laughs> quite literally the most uh, iconic Power Rangers actor. Uh, he passed away uh, at the age of 49. Um, uh, it, it, initial reports seemed to in, indicate that it was suicide, which... Uh, Someone texted on uh, Sunday morning, someone texted me the article, and I quite literally dropped my phone. 
when I saw the headline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you've always been a fan. I have. And yeah. Uh, indeed, you've even uh, you've you've met him. You've got him to to sign some some Green Ranger paraphernalia, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, actually, paraphernalia. I, you know what? I didn't think about this uh, uh, prior to recording, but I'm actually going to grab. Uh, just something. grab it. Just grab just, it. He's going, people. He's disappearing into the siege verse as we speak. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know why I never even thought about bringing this up before. But uh, if you go to the Discord, you can <laughs> you can find. Uh, can't remember who he was. I think he was Tommy Wiseau. Like I, I think he was at a con siege, and he Coming was back into camera. He's coming back. He's fading back into the laser comb verse. There he is. You you faded into uh, the laser comb verse, and you have come back to reality. <laughs> um, but I was just saying, uh, in case I was just talking to myself there that you had met him at a convention. And if I'm not mistaken, the first time was when you were cosplaying Tommy Wiseau. Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> I, I met uh, Jason David Frank at fan expo Vancouver in That's what 2018. Was. Yeah. Um, I was cosplaying as Tommy Wiseau, Johnny from the room, which uh, I actually think is probably the best cosplay I've ever seen of Tommy Wiseau like yeah <laughs> you had told Thank me you. that there were people that thought like maybe you were you were Tommy <laughs> yeah there was this group of like four dudes who like straight up like tapped me on the the back of the shoulder as I was walking around and they're they're like they're like Tommy is that you <laughs> like they actually at first thought that I was Tommy Wiseau <laughs> and it's just like well as amusing as that would be that Tommy Wiseau would be wearing the same outfit as he was in the room, walking around with a football. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And that, that's the thing too, is like, I even, I was carrying around a football. I was wearing an oversized suit jacket, a like V neck, like black t-shirt. I, I went very screen accurate, a uh, V neck, uh, uh, black, uh, T like very tight fitting t-shirt, uh, beige cargo pants dress shoes <laughs> like i i went the full nine with it um, and um yeah you even got a picture with uh with another tommy <laughs> another tommy <laughs> i yeah, never yeah. even thought about that <laughs> the tommy picture yeah and um yeah i got a photo with jason david frank um i've met uh not this isn't like a flex or anything like that, but like I've met a number of uh, famous people over the years, uh, especially a lot of people from metal bands. Yeah, I was gonna say like bands backstage or con conventions, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I hell, I've met Jason Momoa. Um, oh, cool. Meeting Jason David Frank was literally the first time I ever felt like nervous or starstruck in any way. Like, yeah, because that was more like hell, even before you had met him, like you had like a Green Ranger like <laughs> outfit and oh, did, did he actually? Oh, there we go, folks. Green screening effects kind of messing with him, but he's got the dagger. 
Got the dagger. It, it makes, probably makes sounds. It, it, it does. Um, the batteries are dying in it, though. I got this as a, a gift from my uh, former partner. Oh, here we go. I don't know if those are coming through. It looks li like it actually looks pretty accurate to the show, too. Yeah, it's it's hefty, too. Like, this thing is adult-sized. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, it has weight to it. Yeah, and it's fair to say um, that uh, as far as, like, TV, like, goes, that's probably one of the more impactful actors you could have met as far as um, your childhood yeah yes. yeah um jason david frank was a uh one of my childhood heroes i was legitimately like busted up on sunday after finding out that he died especially uh, the method of death like suicide like i uh have a my own personal history with um with suicide so it uh struck me especially hard um but yeah uh so i met him back in 2018 was very nervous very starstruck i all i said to him was i was like very, like literally shaking and dressed as tommy wiseau <laughs> <laughs> it was literally shaking. amazing first impression and i was like i was like uh big fan you were one of my childhood heroes watched mighty Morphin power rangers back in the day from literally like the day the first episode originally aired um which i did and he was like get away from me kid you bother me no yeah um, yeah all, we, we, all we, reports um all reports um and the little interviews i've seen like with him or whatever he seems genuinely like uh lovable to the fans of the fandom and his work and very much so and by all also accounts, he was in really he, good shape like in the uh, pictures uh, i've been like seeing i'm like holy shits like someone kept us up with his martial arts oh yeah he that was, guy never uh, stopped fighting putties <laughs> i was shocked was, to learn he was how doing mma was. and shit like he, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i was like holy shit i thought he was like five years old <laughs> yeah uh, 49 not 15 yeah um and uh it, yeah by by all accounts like he was genuinely like a good person like and it's kind of rare in this day and age but like he was a guy who like no reports of him like being like shitty or like doing shout something, out to like, the really... comments who when inevitably somebody spends 20 minutes looking for <laughs> something the guy did like in college or <laughs> high school by all accounts like nothing ever came out that depicted him as doing something like truly like skeevy or uh shitty in his past which is truly a rarity truly a rarity especially in this day and age um but uh yeah he he was my one of my childhood heroes he was uh the childhood hero to literally an entire generation of people who well i mean yeah Ra ranger 64 is younger than us um and like it, our fandom over even though he's younger our fandom overlaps like so much like uh didn't he have a picture with yeah he did yeah uh God, shout out to ranger 64. uh i can't remember what convention that was though yeah i can't remember either 
He I, I can't remember either, Ra but like right after you posted yours, right? He posted Ranger his. was wearing the, uh, uh, the, the shirt that he was wearing in that photo. Oh. I have that exact same shirt. <laughs> it's a yeah. Cody Rhodes, uh, American nightmare t-shirt. Yeah. So it's, it, you know what though? It's kind of nice. Yeah. Cause we, like it's, we've got like what five patrons patrons, but, um, the, Ranger's one of the ones it's more that interact. That, but yeah. <laughs> uh it's one of the, Ranger's one of the ones that interact with us like almost daily or whatever. So it was kind of nice that you had somebody who so closely could share kind of like in your grief. Mm -hmm. When um uh I always forget the middle uh, JDF. Yeah. Um I just noticed the fans all just call him JDF. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, um, everyone calls him JDF. Well, it's awkward because it's like what Jason. Everybody's named Jason, <laughs> right? <laughs> so if if you're uh, if you can have three initials, you you make an impact. But yeah, um, it was kind of nice that like somebody else could be like as impacted by that because it always feels like you're kind of like uh, left in the dark when like somebody you like a and yeah it's celebrity worship to an extent i'm not going to get into that blah 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 but it's okay yeah, yeah. for people to be sad when um writers actors whatever impact uh, impact their life or uh contributed to society in uh, a measurable way the I, right? I, so I, I don't find think anything's like wrong with being like holy shit wow especially when they're taken before their their time right it always hits harder yeah i mean uh he he was only 49 and like he yeah it's not like he died he died by 89 in, like, his in his yeah. sleep right yeah yeah like guy was 12 years older than i am like um i think the first celebrity or no, definitely the the first celebrity passing that actually like truly got me was back in 2014 when Harold Ramis, uh, Egon in Ghostbusters when I, he passed away. I was wondering. I was like, is this gonna be Egon? <laughs> yeah, that that was the first one because like I, much like a lot of people my age, um, I absolutely adored Ghostbusters growing up. Like going back as far as I can remember was watching Ghostbusters on fucking Betamax. As a little kid, um, um, that yeah, was, that that was the first one that actually too. got me. Uh, the first one was Heath but Ledger. He, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was like, "Fuck!" Like I, I know he made a big impact. That that was shock, and he was only twenty eight too, which is crazy. In to my think head, about. it's and we were younger than. That, was I younger and you were fucking how old I, I, I was, was younger, 20, but you were, I, I was 23 at the time. So he was only five years older than that's right. And I would have been I, like 20 or than I was. Um, so that one was like, Oh shit. And it, it's easy to go. Oh yeah. Dark night. And we reference dark night all the time. Right. Like <laughs> we, my we did in the preamble to this episode. <laughs> memes and memes and dark night references folks. Yeah. Um, but like my cousins and I watched like, uh, uh, a knight's tale. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's. Fucking, that's going back. <laughs> that's going back. Um, and it has um, who's the blonde guy? That actor in it um, who ends up playing. Oh, uh, what is it? Vision. Um, Paul Bettany. Um, or, yeah, it's Paul it Bettany. Paul, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen a nice tale, folks. Um, but like growing up and like watching uh, that, like many times, many, it's, you know how like 12, 13 year olds are, how they watch the same shit, shit like over and over and over again. Yep. Um, that's how it was. So like a Knight's Tale, um, I remember being like, holy shit. Like, wow, good for... Um, who was in Brokeback Mountain? Uh, Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal um, being like, "Holy shit!" And you know what's funny? I had no idea what it was about. I walked in being like, "Oh, cool, cowboy movie." <laughs> like a, a group of other like people who like went to go watch it, except I, I think they knew it's just some uh, uh, LGBTQ plus adjacent like people, right? And I went, and right. I guess I should have just known. Right. It was like, oh, why is it specifically all my queer friends that are like going to go watch it with me? And it's like, oh, how? Okay, cool. But like for me, it's an experience. I want to go with friends. Yeah. Like I remember going with three friends to see uh, what was that stupid uh, sci fi um, Jumanji movie? Xanthi. It was like Jumanji in space. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Jumanji in space. Zathura. Zathura. Oh, oh. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember. I went and saw that with like four people and we were all like, fuck, that was bad. That was for 10 year olds. (laughs) What were we thinking? Right? So it doesn't matter. Like for me, it's money well spent. What, 12 bucks at the time? Um, So same thing. I went and and saw it and it was like, "Whoa, whoa, okay. Like this. This is what this movie's about. Suddenly, like, snap, boom, gay cowboys. <laughs> no hint leading oh, up to it whatsoever. Oh, <laughs> Spit in the hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> it happens oh, like honestly, that. Honestly, I, I, my biggest problem with that movie, um, and I say this as a queer male, uh, my biggest problem with that movie is just how suddenly the sex happens. Like, it just happens out of nowhere. It's, what the fuck do you want to do? <clears throat> He, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeehaw, <laughs> ride him, cowboy, and, and that's what I mean. It's a suddenly, and I was like, <laughs> it's like, it's like that's slow di- not realistic at all, homie. Slow, slow down. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe, maybe have a con, maybe have a dialogue first, <laughs> and um. And that that's that's what I recall from like first watching it too. I was like, whoa! Like the, the quickest from are they gonna fight to like to penis inside other person that I've ever seen on screen. And I always come well, I, I think that's great, hilarious or whatever. But then the rest from, of the movie it was like from fist to cuffs to dicks and butts. That's our that's our review on Brokeback Mountain. From fist to cuffs to dicks and butts. Um, but I oh. revolutionary movie, revolutionary acting. Like it's wild for me to think that Heath Ledger, it, that's the same actor as A Knight's Tale. 
and Dark Knight. I, I was gonna say, I, and the Dark Knight, like <laughs> right, playing this like kind of kind of older, like you know, cowboy who has grew up in a different time and has to live in like a different world and can't like be himself. And the whole movie's like tragic. It's not about it. Uh, the the gays shoving their agendas in our face, like genuinely, really tragic, good representative movie. And so you know, I kind of followed him his whole like uh, career. And um, hell, fucking even um, ten things I hate about you. <laughs> uh, much like Heath Ledger, and here's um, <clears throat> here's something that's kind of been a, a, a thought that's been going through my mind for the past couple of days, especially with seeing the just the outpouring of support and love on social media that people had for Jason David Frank. I wish he could have seen that. You know. Yeah. Like it, it's like, and to him, like dying uh, from suicide. And as speaking as someone who has been suicidal, like almost every day of his entire adult life, um, I, I I wish the man had been able to see just how much he meant to everyone. Neat. And it, it, it's one of those things where myself, it's, it's not something I'm going to talk about too much on, but like, it's one of those things where you can't blame the person or yourself or other people because like you can't no i you can't stop it and yeah it like if if somebody wants it it happens but like i i I think that even though i don't have those ideations and you've dealt with that um it's often when uh in moments where you, you're not thinking that way or whatever, you're glad. There, there are times to, glad to be alive, right? But like in the yeah, moment, of course, yeah, you can't. And it's really, I haven't seen any for JDF, but um, I have seen a lot of like hot takes from celebrities for other celebrities that have uh, passed away through suicide, um, talking badly about them things about like being cowardly or easy way out or all of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I hate hate this person from now on unfollow. They're on my shit list. Won't even listen to any of their music or whatever it is. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, haven't, I also don't immerse myself in the internet that much, uh, (laughs) probably um, for the best, probably for the best. Um, but um i remember when uh what was uh when chester bennington right um had passed away through suicide so many like metal or rap or new metal whatever that in the industry even people outside of his industry being like oh he had a family i would like never do that and i'm like how nice for you you (laughs) like uh able-minded neurotypical 
like individual for you to be like so judge judgmental and i saw someone on a um because like jason david frank was so it like he was such a like a cornerstone of just fandom in general that like absolutely a that like a transformers website that i frequent he had nothing to do with transformers but they posted an article just and because that's the thing it feels so adjacent because you're the 90s kids right uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right that it's like there's no way you were a fan of like transformers or like teenage mutant ninja turtles or like reboot or any of the turn of the millennium like shows and not a fan of like power rangers as well yeah yeah and or at least aware of its influence right for sure um and so on this Transformers site, uh, they had posted uh, an article about uh, JDF's uh, passing. And I saw someone on their comments section who was like, wow, that's that. And to be clear, I'm not shit talking this person at all. Yeah. But like this person was like, wow, that's that's so sad and so tragic. I can't uh, even begin to imagine what it must uh, be like to uh have the urge to just end everything like i don't even understand that and, and in like, the very I, least that's not a f offensive no it's not offensive. It's somebody voicing I, that they don't understand it I, I was just legitimately shocked i was like wow you i i'm envious of your apparently like strong sense of mental health where you've never what medication are you taking i'll take your entire <laughs> supply yeah none <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, I, where is this wow. Ubermensch gene? <laughs> well, you know, well, like we all just like wake up and like sometimes like we wake up on the wrong side of the bed and we get our coffee in us and our, you know, pick ourselves up by the bootstraps, one foot in front of the other and <clears throat> trudge on one day at a time. And uh, I, I walk out my door and head to work singing, good morning, good morning. <laughs> It's great to stay up late. <laughs> How do you do, my fellow neurotypicals? <laughs> I, well, yeah, yeah. No, and, like, again, I'm not throwing shade at this person at no, no. all. I'm just, I, I'm. I'm I, I'm in awe at how uh, neurotypical they apparently are. The fact that they can't even wrap their head around the notion of suicide. And I mean, ideally, you know, we want to live in a world where, like, we don't have to, nobody has to experience what it, it's like to feel that. And nobody feels prejudice and nobody feels any of, yeah. like, these negative things. But holy cow, the humans suck, man. Not just, like, socially and the way we, like, treat each other, but, like, the junk genes. And it was like, ooh, you know what would be advantageous to your offspring? The schizophrenia gene. Here you go. Oh, how about depression? Nothing that passes on genes better than making you feel like you want to kill yourself. And it's like, how? How did these apes <laughs> get this, <laughs> this far? <laughs> my, my mom has three, three kids. Oh, how come none of you have kids? I need grandchildren. None of us are probably <laughs> having any. And the same thing. It was just like, oh, like not even by accident. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked too, mom. Like, <laughs> here we go. I, 
I, I'm at a point in my life where my family is finally, finally, it took years, but finally has stopped asking me, oh, when are you going to start having children? And I'm just oh, like, I'm, and I'm just like, I'm not. <laughs> it's time we gave up on asking him that. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that we're able, and, he, and here's the thing. Speaking of like, uh, you wish uh, JDF had been able to um, see all like the love and everything like that. Like, and mm -hmm. indeed we're able to laugh and like make jokes about like these things or from our experiences and, and friends experience and stuff like that. And I think that that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. Like if we can talk about those like issues, even if it's in like a humorous manner, uh or here or there and in a serious manner like as well then you know it's like positive discourse and it's it's still fun for us and uh yeah the the, the, like the nobody, vibe... nobody's listening to us and they're like oh man i just wish a hundred percent of these guys content was just reviewing the show that they're watching <laughs> like if you if you're on 54 53 with us like what do you yeah we 20% of what we talk about is like the fucking shit on the show that, we, <laughs> that we're reviewing, man. Yeah, and indeed, like we're the 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 topic of discussion is eventually going to be an episode of Power Ranger Zeo, but like we're, But why are we recording this? We're not recording this cuz we we got an urge to watch Super Sentai <laughs> films, right? It's somebody passed away that was important too. Uh, many people and yeah. uh, I, there's nothing wrong with talking about how they passed away and how they positively influenced people it, and how it's, it, it, it's something that magic um, it is and it's worthy makes it's okay to remember people for the the good things and talk about the shit they had to deal with <laughs> it's a um <clears throat> It's really hard to, like, you cannot understate just how much of a pop culture juggernaut Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was in the 90s. I can't fathom the the numerical monetary amount, but a whole, I could just imagine the industry, like, tens of millions? But I, I don't know, it was everywhere in the world. Like, we got the Western Mighty Morphin, right? Where yeah. it's like the OGs are doing all the stunts and then, but I didn't realize this until recently. There's like, you know, like a Latin America, like Mighty Morphin, where they dub over and it's the, the English, but then they dub and then there's like Korean ones and like there's, yeah, <laughs> there's multiple like iterations and it, like, I would Saban. be shocked if there was a soul alive right now. Saban did something truly revolutionary for the time in taking Japanese Super Sentai shows and just shooting new scenes with American actors. And, and this was entirely a budgetary thing, too, because they could license the footage from this Super Sentai <laughs> show super cheap. And they're like, OK, so we don't need to do stunts or anything like that. We just need to pay good because that's the expensive part. Really. <laughs> we, we just need like a 100 bucks to shoot some like teenage actors that no one's ever heard of. Like you don't need to pay hanging for the out practical a, effects, hanging out at a school, <laughs> right? Like they're not paying for the explosions. 
and stuff because yeah. those are happening in the battles they're not paying for the um the the manufacturing the suits the uh, fx yeah. department because that's shot from the japanese studios too they are and it's hard to remove because i grew up with it right they are just filming these young adults in like a school hallway yep or like outside in the desert it, yeah <laughs> for like 10 minutes <laughs> so right at a fair like the the episode we reviewed right for like 10 minutes because a lot of the episode is rehashed and then yeah. the voice acting on top of it you, you know who i would uh, like really want to give props to uh with uh in regards to power rangers is the writers like just taking this random footage and actually like, i can't believe it writing ep writing episodes around it and you and i reviewed mighty morphin a while back on the laser comb podcast we did i think it was episode four so long and, time ago um, it was the uh and we recall being like the pink power ranger it's just like oh i'm not that good at balance um unless it's balancing a shopping bag yeah like the, the dialogue was kind of like oh <laughs> right All um, this time yeah. yeah yeah but at the same time we got to make fun of it because we were like you're a ninja you do cartwheels and you like fight like like aliens yeah. like it, it, what do you mean you can't balance on like these stilts <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of thing right um but the the writing to make it work and the fact it wasn't just like gobbledygook like completely broken and throwaway and then lasted and kept that format for decades still going um well and uh is amazing uh, actually it's, it's circling back to my my the original point i was trying to make is like mighty morphin power rangers was just it was when it hit the scene in i think it was august the end of august of 1993 um immediately became a pop culture juggernaut and it's something that can't that like when I'm talking to people who are younger than I am, like people in their like teens or twenties, like who've kind of just grown up in a world where like, oh, the the new Power Rangers uh Dino Charge. <laughs> like just like the the latest like it's just a thing that just exists. I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna be like, it's weird to have memories from before it existed. Yeah. <laughs> but like I was there day one when I was there, man. <laughs> when when Power Rangers like first I was there when the they scene. pulled the seal off Rita's <laughs> prison. <laughs> and those two astronauts. Those two random Here's the thing, two astronauts. You're on the moon, you know, that no civilization has been to before, and you see a magical like iron uh like manhole cover. Walk away. Walk away. Just, just leave. Just bounce away on the moon. Nope. I didn't see <laughs> shit. Because it's just like, ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. What did you expect? Of course there's an immortal <laughs> wizard. Like, that has been banished. <laughs> that hole, right? And um, the intro? Music? Yeah. Man. Ron Wasserman. I, I don't know if there's anyone alive who doesn't, who can't just immediately recall that in their fucking head that electric riff that and just like in like the first season it even in the intro it has like rita being like 
After 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. And uh, oh, that's fuck. right. It's Rito's cut. escaped. <laughs> the way the intros are cut, right, lets you know everything you need to know. If the first yeah. time you watched it was episode 13, the intro's like, oh, shit. Oh, giant blue guy. Oh, power. It's like fucking right Recru- off the bat. Alpha, recruit a team of teenagers with attitudes. <laughs> um, and the design and everything just like it's iconic right and we can look back through a modern lens now and be like the black ranger was a black dude asian actress was the yellow sorry yeah the black actor that's... was the black ranger the asian actress was the yellow ranger and of course because pink is a girl color uh the white chick is is the the pink yeah, ranger the, yeah um not something I thought about at the time because, like, no. I, was, I was eight years old. Like, I didn't care. But no. it, it was a thing that people even noticed at the time. Like, or so much some teenagers had to have noticed. Like, so much so. But that, we didn't. Like, when, when they shook up the cast, I think in the second season, like, they, they cast an African American act- actress as the Yellow Ranger, Erin um, yeah. Ashley, Aisha. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Big fan of Aisha. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Um, they cast a uh, uh, I uh, Johnny Young, Johnny Young Bosch. I, I think sounds... he, I, I think he might be like half Asian, half Latino. Um, not entirely sure, but anyway, he was the the second uh, Black Ranger. The yeah, so, mixed mixed race. Yeah. So, like, even at the time, like, they were aware, like, people were aware of, like, hey, <laughs> you got the, you, you got the black actor it may, it makes, as, as it the black ranger. It makes you wonder that first casting director, right? It makes you, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, eight episodes in, uh, hey, Mr. Director Guy, black guy's the black ranger? Asian girl's the yellow ranger? I May she rest the, in peace. Uh, she piece, she yeah. she she passed away. Um, I guess about twenty years ago now in a car accident, tragically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think we had talked spoken about that when yeah, we yeah. reviewed Mighty Morphin. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, they 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 moved that aside and they've changed it. And here's the thing: outside of Mighty Morphin, I kind of fell uh, away from um, Power Rangers. Um, what about you like how deep did you keep watching power rangers or did you go back to visit it as an adult at some like what how did it okay what's your story what's your power ranger story (laughs) all right so so here's how it went down for me um i was there day and date with uh like when mighty Morphin power rangers originally aired i was like i watched it on fox kids fox kids had been hyping it up for like a month beforehand so i was like i was right there like i was ready i i was eight years old and i was fucking ready for this after seeing like a month or so of commercials for the show absolutely fell in love with it like immediately i can still go back and watch those early seasons of mighty Morphin power rangers and still get like absolutely hyped anytime like they're like we need dinosaur power now and then like the music (laughs) starts playing still get hyped Um, it's the same animation every time doesn't matter Yep. Bring them on. <laughs> I want to see them toys. I want to see them toys. <laughs> yeah, same footage every time, but I still get excited. And uh, part of it is because of that music, too. Uh, 
Ron Absolutely. Wasserman. Ron Wasserman. Power Rangers theme. X-Men 1992 theme. Mummy's Alive theme. Oh, which we just reviewed, yeah. Which we just reviewed. Um, uh, Ron Wasserman and Bob Buckley basically soundtrack. Single-handedly carrying bas- 90s intro uh, 90s intros on the, on their backs. Yeah, Ron Wasserman and Bob Buckley, basically the sound. Like Atlas carrying the 90s. <laughs> basically the two, uh, the, the two uh, composers of my childhood. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, absolutely loved it. Um, in, I think around 1995 or so, um, the big parent scare, basically like the 90s version of the Satanic Panic, was Thank that, you for bringing this up. Was that uh, Power Rangers was making kids uh, uh, karate chop each other at school and uh, killing their classmates. And in one of my uh, urban mom circle myths or whatever, um, like uh, uh, somebody was killed, like a girl was killed because they were larping i guess that term wasn't used but they were like you know like playing power rangers yeah uh so how'd that affect you did it barely affect you or was it like schools like you're not allowed to bring power ranger stuff uh parents aren't allowed to let you watch it or how did that uh my mom bought into all of those um media panics of the 90s and uh i wasn't allowed to watch power rangers anymore for a good couple of years, which sucked because I missed out on the the later seasons of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I missed out on Power Rangers Zeo. But when I was 12, I, at that point in my life, I'd kind of just in my head said, fuck it, and just started watching whatever I wanted to. And my mom couldn't really stop me anymore at that point. So I started watching just Power Rangers Just try to again. stop me, mom. <laughs> so I started watching Power Rangers again. And that was around uh, shortly after Power Rangers Turbo had just debuted. So I have a lot of nostalgia for Tur- Power Rangers Turbo. Turbo, right. Power Rangers Turbo, also theme song by Ron Wasserman. I think it's the, the second best Power Rangers theme. Like, the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme can't be touched, but Power Rangers Turbo theme also fucking slaps. I think I recall it. Or maybe you shared it with me when we did the... Right, when we when we reviewed more Mighty Morphin. I checked it out. Yeah, I, I urge anyone listening to this who is not aware, who are familiar with the Power Rangers Turbo theme, go check it out. What it's on happened? YouTube. What happened 2000s and 2010 to your your children's intros? They're weak. <laughs> They're soft. I, I watched Paw Patrol intro because that's one of the things like my like nieces, uh, my partners like nieces, yeah. like watch or whatever. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I like dogs, you know, like G.I. Joe version of dogs as much as the next guy. But like, where's the slap and metal intro <laughs> intro? slightly different age <laughs> audience for that but uh, yeah, the 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 90 like kids the 90s are different come on <laughs> kids theme song kids show theme songs in the 90s like were really fucking rocking like hard like uh like very like metal hard rock or metal uh inspired guitar riffs was like the thing yeah in, in the 90s yeah like it moved away from that like 
uh, very like electronic um, 80s kind of cartoon or kid show like intro to more like instrumental just um like iconic kind of like chords right yeah anybody aged from like like i i want to say like 30 to 40 if you go do 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 yeah that if that doesn't pop in their head i would be if x-men <laughs> doesn't <laughs> pop up in their head i would be shocked in uh, uh doctor strange in the multiverse of madness um a movie that like a lot of people were kind of tepid on i fucking love it i love that movie i recall you saying like i've seen it like i've seen it, it like four or five times now like i oh, i love i i love doctor strange in the multiverse of madness um but when Profe- uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X, spoilers, I guess. Um, <laughs> when Profe- when Patrick Stewart shows a up, a person as Profe- who's played Professor X, when when he shows up in that movie, which he shows up in the yellow like hover chair from the '90s cartoon, which is fucking dope. But That's like, dope. I need to like, watch this now. <laughs> oh, you definitely do. Also, uh, get ready for. Um, uh elizabeth olsen covered in blood barefoot using psychic powers and just ripping people apart it's weirdly kind of sexy but yeah when when professor x shows up in that movie in the score you actually hear hi just briefly which unfortunately in the um in the credits they don't credit to ron wasserman which bugs me like they they credit it to saban of all people huh because saban uh heim saban uh produced that cartoon but they credit the theme song to him and i'm like no man it's no it was composed and performed it was composed and uh, uh by and written by ron wasserman like what are you doing guys Fuck you, Disney. Weird. Yeah. Very Maybe weird. some sort of rights bullshit? Maybe. Uh, what is not bullshit, however, is if this will actually be visible. No, you know no, what? No, it's gonna... not his haircut. No, it... no, it... <laughs> no it's not. I'm going to remove We've already background. established that that is, in fact, bullshit. <laughs> there All we right, go. Here we go. That's fucking sharp, man. That looks pristine oh shit there's a bunch of stuff written on that yeah it's oh uh, to christopher yeah yeah i got this jason uh, can't quite read it assume it's his full name and what's written on there it's to christopher uh it's got his signature and says some other stuff that uh to be honest i can't read that makes it more precious I love that it's uh he's got the removable gold <laughs> the 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 shield yeah yeah real morphing action yeah so this is a reissue of uh the original like 1993 like uh power rangers like auto morphing figure this was re morphing this was reissued back in like 2017 2016 2017 or so uh and i found one at walmart and bought it and 
it's still in the package. And when I, uh, I mentioned earlier, I met uh, Jason David Frank at Fan Expo in 2018. I was like, I'm going to get him to sign this. And indeed he did. Rad. Yeah. yeah the closest thing I have to any celebrity um, signing, I have, I have two things. I have um, Colonel uh, Chris Hadfield, uh, Canadian astronaut, uh, signed his book. Uh, oh, and, I, I think you've told me about that off air before. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he signed my skateboard and um, an astronaut's guide uh, to life on earth is his book. Um, and on the, the cover of it, uh, there's a astronaut in space, but he's doing like a kick flip with a, sk- a skateboard. So, <laughs> um, and I remember being like, Oh, you're going to get kicked out when I was in line. Like he's only supposed to like, there are strict rules. Right. He's only going to like sign his book and like his agents like standing on the side, like glowering at me or whatever. And I get him to sign his book and he's like, oh, I'm something of a skateboarder myself. And that's why the cover is blah, blah, blah. Oh, do you want me to sign it? I didn't ask him. (laughs) Nice. I didn't ask him. Right. I just made sure I was holding my board and Ah. he offered. Right. So that's in placing the idea in his head there. Let me just put my skateboard that I rode here myself on the counter while I get you to sign the book right on right next to the skateboard. Just, you know, just right there. (laughs) And, uh, oh, it's time to summon. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't pick it up. Uh, Folks, if you're Uh, listening, um, Christopher Siege is trying to play his uh, flute dagger. All right, I'm 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 turning off the Krispy Kreme. Oh, he's turning it off, folks. We can hear it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, it plays the theme. That's sick. Yeah, it's um, the batteries in this are dying, but it will. It will play the entire Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme. Like lyrics and wow. all. <laughs> oh, it has the lyrics yeah. and everything. <laughs> Technology, man. Yeah. And uh, what's the other thing I have? What a wild thing. Signed. Also. Oh, um, oh shit. That is sick, man. Um, audio listeners, Christopher Siege is holding up a gold and black uh Dragonzord. Dragonzord, yeah. Um, but like Wow, that that's sick. See, okay, so anybody that's been watching the laser hey, comb or teach too much energy on with us knows that these things are also meant to sell toys. We we don't kid our, our ourselves here. But the thing is, but we also don't care. But we don't care. Yeah, like we we know it's consumerism, but like let us enjoy things, <laughs> right? Uh, shout out, exactly. Shout out to my uh, former partner, uh, Krista. Uh, these were Christmas gifts from her several years and, ago. And you know what? They look exactly like they do on the show. Like, like fucking exactly. <laughs> I've seen these things at Toys R Us too. They're not cheap. Yeah, I could could imagine. Like, it, that's huge. That's like a two foot dag- <laughs> dagger. Yeah, you, you could you could actually summon the dragon's sword with this <laughs> thing. Like, it's. Like I said earlier, it's got heft to it. Yeah, do not do not put it in the uh, in the hands of the unworthy. 
is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, the other, oh, and the other thing I got signed is my uh, Star Fox 64 cartridge. Uh, not oh. the box, Star Fox 64 the cartridge. cartridge itself. Um, the cartridge itself by Tom Green. Really? Um, <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, is there a story here? Okay, so the very long story short is <clears throat> Tom Green started doing um, video, uh, like live video. He moved his show to the internet long before that started to actually be a thing. Right. And if he had done that in like maybe 2015, like onwards, I think he would have been wildly successful, but it was like 2000s. And it didn't like really pick up. It wasn't extremely like popular, right? Um, but he would take like Skype calls and that oh. sort of thing, right? From like, you know, viewers and engage with like an, an audience, right? And um, a, like a 4chaner got on there, right? Because they, this is before he started getting bombed. And they were like, it was when um, he had uh, Tony Hawk on the show. Oh, and he's like, yeah, hi, uh, Tom. Oh, I uh, love your, uh, love your show. And I just got a question for um, Tony Hawk. Um, yeah, can you do a barrel roll? And do a barrel roll <laughs> is a four. Yeah, was a four chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do a barrel one. <laughs> but like, just yeah, do a barrel roll. Uh, one of the voice lines from Star Fox sixty four. Um, and um, Tom Green just kind of looks in the camera. He's like. A barrel roll and the viewer is like yeah a barrel roll a barrel roll a barrel roll a barrel roll yeah a barrel roll a barrel roll and tom green skateboards <laughs> so he knows the names of of tricks and, and stuff like that it was his engagement with it that made 4chan swarm him and spam him and he could get nothing but four channers yelling like the n-word or like dicks or like do barrel roll <laughs> for years and it kind of ruined his his show because right. now instead of genuine listeners engaging with him um and it, it was humorous to an effect because he would engage with them like there's there was a common like clip or whatever and he was just like nope Okay, next. Hey, hey, you're on the air. What's up? Who? Yeah. Huh. Cool. Star Fox. Yeah. What next? Huh. Oh, oh, real original. Okay. Fuck you. Next. And he just like goes like before even like listening. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, nope. Nope. Fuck you. And like people on the show would be like, why are you just like hanging up on everybody? And he'd have to be all like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I said something from a video game like one time or like whatever. And now like these like losers like won't leave me alone. And he was a loser from 4chan or whatever. And the person on the show is like 4chan and he's like yes and he turns to the camera and he's like 4chan okay and like that I, became I've a seen, gif yeah i've seen that before <laughs> right so again because he's interaction and he has that like overly dramatic like yelling of like 4chan then that just brought on another like two years of like being swarmed and all the people in his like skype things would be like um xx underscore 360 like no scope um, barrel roll kid 69 underscore xx right right, <laughs> right. <laughs> like he would get nothing but like uh like pepe and like falco and like all the like because you could just put your name whatever you wanted to on skype and yeah. 
so there's that meme and i remember somebody being next to me and people are getting him to sign other shit right right and um the guy like next to me is like tom green is like wasted by the end of his show his comedy show, which was show which was fucking great right and they're like oh you're gonna get kicked out for asking him to sign that oh you're gonna get kicked oh like no like if you know anything about tom green like he's gonna be pissed and he's just like holding on his oh hold this for me and i like i hold his like drink for uh and he takes it and you just think yeah signs the great gr- gray part he need a green sharpie the gray part of it and i'm like oh can i get a picture and yeah i've got a picture of him sloshed like like doing this and i've got <laughs> we've got our arms like around each other and i'm holding up the star fox 64 cartridge like <laughs> like making like a stupid face and he didn't give a shit yeah he probably he probably didn't even see what he was signing <laughs> to, to be honest so that's my but my that, story that 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 that's a very clever uh uh thing to get autographed in my opinion i I, I think so as far (laughs) as i know i'm the only one with a um tom green signed star fox 64 game Mm. (laughs) so there's that and and maybe one of the few people with like a astronaut who signed his uh skateboard so that's it i've got nothing else very different things too uh speaking of uh speaking of toms tommy Tommy speaking of toms got a lot of toms on the show yep (laughs) mentioned today yeah what do we what do we want to do uh well this week on the laser comb podcast in honor of uh jason david frank we're covering uh an episode of power rangers zeo we are covering the 21st episode of Power Rangers CEO. Uh, that explains my background. Brother, can you spare an arrowhead, brother? I love that the, uh, <laughs> as soon as we, uh, did we air that? We filmed it. Yeah, yeah, it'll, right. it, it, it's going to be the intro to this episode. Yeah, uh, we filmed it. Like re-roll and all. Like, I, I didn't cut anything Fuck out. It. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just funny that immediately we were both like, brother, can you spare an arrowhead? <laughs> brother, can you spare an arrowhead? Also, I like how um, in this episode, uh, Tommy and his brother, David. One, I didn't know that they were First Nations, so cool. Um but also, I like how that they're they're doing the whole like Ryu and um, what's the other one in Street Fighter? Ken? What Ken? Yeah, they're doing the whole red and white gi thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, yeah, so uh, episode twenty one of Power Rangers Zio uh, originally aired on September 9th. Oh, I didn't know that you didn't realize he was like. Um... He was um, like Native American. Yeah, I had no idea. That, that uh, was a that was important to uh, that, that was a big deal to to me when I was watching uh, at the time, and I must have caught parts of of, of this, or I mu- must have watched it or it it here or there because I remember um, catching episodes of this now. Like in hindsight, I said I never really like watched any of it. But I remember being like, oh, hey, like, but like, you know, this is a native like kid or whatever and not going to go into it or whatever. But half of my family is like indigenous Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so 
that was a kind of hype thing. But again, I was just kind of getting to the age where it wasn't like cool to still like Power Rangers, right? So it was something I watched with my cousins. Right. I just wanted I, to point that out. Yeah. I saw someone on social media, uh, uh, a pro wrestler who is my age. Like he's, I looked him up and he's like maybe four months younger than I am. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I was too old for Power Rangers when it debuted. But, you know, like my, my, my younger siblings like watched it. And I'm like, the same age, bro. <laughs> and like, I was fucking there for Power Rangers. So I don't know he what you're talking about. He was too old for Power Rangers and it was 93. So he wouldn't have even been, he would have been eight. He would have been eight. Yeah. Just Fuck like I was. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. I was growing facial hair and I stopped, <laughs> stopped trick or treating. Fuck <laughs> you. I trick or treated till I was like 16, 17. Yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> it helped that I had younger siblings. <laughs> yeah, that, no, the, that was the excuse I used, so I could still just you know try and That's right. sound like I was too too cool for it. I ran into people being like, "Oh, aren't you too old to be trick or treating?" Listen, motherfucker, this is how this works. I dress <laughs> up. You put the fucking candy in the bag, you cheapskate. Put your like cheap ass like stick uh, like oh bite size O Henry that probably cost like six cents at the time in my fucking bag shut up save your opinions for yourself and be glad that my outfit gets to bless your eyes uh, be glad that i'm here asking at your door dressed up in a fabulous costume asking for candy instead of doing the drugs and vandalizing your home this is how it works sir you give us candy <laughs> And I don't TP your house. <laughs> Trade offer. <laughs> you give me candy, you receive no TP over your trees <laughs> and house. Pretty good deal. Uh, and you're going to put some candy in the other bag here, see? Because my, see the, my boy Johnny in the street without the, the, the costume? He's got a carton of eggs, see? <laughs> now make this easy on yourself. <laughs> Uh, see, see over there down in the street that that's my buddy louie okay <laughs> he's, now, he, he's now, not dressed now, up no 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 listen right here you know louie he's a good fucking guy you know he good fucking guy you know real real good fucking guy you know what you know what louie needs he needs some of that candy that you got you know what he needs all of the candy you got in that bowl right there you're going to put it in this bag and i'm gonna get one of my boys here to go over and give louie the candy that you just gave him and they're gonna make sure that that louie knows that you gave him all of your candy and and, and you know what you know and what? Louis going to take real good care of your house after this. Louis going to take good care of your house. You know, you, you, you're <laughs> under his jurisdiction. You're under his protection now. See? Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, see? So are you a good guy or do we have a problem here? We're going to be... We're going to be friends? We're all, we're all friends here, right? You know? <laughs> And now after after we walk away, you're gonna fit. We're still gonna be friends, but you're gonna forget all about uh, me and Louis. You know, that's right. You know, and uh, but but hey, you know, you need anything, 
you need anything egged, you know, you uh, find yourself um, ill-begotten of, uh, say, toilet paper, we're your guy. We're your guys. <laughs> it's like our recurring, like, mobster Yeah, somehow bit. there's a recurring mobster bit on our podcasts that works its way in there's a there's a um a laser comb uh um cannon for the 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 mobster yeah <laughs> the, the, the like friendly like intimidating like racketeer that are just yeah. after like mundane <laughs> <laughs> who are after cheetos right <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I'm just saying the boss has got ten million dollars. How expensive could a cheetah be? <laughs> oh Christ! I don't even remember what we were talking about. Um, Power Rangers, Red CEO. Rangers, um, um, America, <laughs> right? In uh, in uh, the Native American, right? He's got a sweet ponytail. Good looking yep. dude. He's here to uh, kick ass and take names. I I've long since like. For most of my adult life, I've had long hair. Like, I have long-ish hair right now. Um, well, it's only the last, like, couple of years where the uh, turns have tabled. And my hair's been longer than, than yours. Yeah. Because for most of our lives, I've had the buzz cuts and the, the short hair, and Siege has had long hair. Like, long hair, like, going, like, pretty much halfway down my back. Like, yeah. I've, most of my adult life, I've had long hair. I've had Red, short Red hair Ranger long times. hair. <laughs> Um, but I've, and for me, like I've always, uh, even when I was a kid, like I thought dudes with long hair was really cool. Um, and I've long, so since... did I, but I can never get over like the teasing and that hump of it being longer than your ears, but not quite reaching oh, the, the bullshit the, stage, yeah. the bullshit stage where you get mocked yeah. in school. I yeah. always wanted like long hair when I was like younger, just wanted um, to pipe in on that. <laughs> um, but I've always said that, like, the the reason why, like, even going back to when I was a kid, why I thought dudes with long hair looked really cool was because of Tommy, Tommy Oliver. Definitely. The and The uh, Crow? The Crow. And Duncan McLeod from Highlander. You're goddamn right. Duncan <laughs> McLeod of the Cl Clan McLeod. Um, Highlander TV show. Um, Power Rangers. Um, well, specifically uh, this actor. Um, I can't recall his name right now. Should have looked it up. Um, and um, yeah, um, uh, Brandon Lee. Uh, Duncan McLeod was played by, uh, what was his name? Aaron Paul, I think. Let's go with that. That sounds familiar. Yeah. But yeah, we'll absolutely. That right. like, and he, here's the thing. I didn't watch a lot of it, but my, my uncle did. Steven Seagal was kind of cool for like uncles in the nineties. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie like that. That was, that was part of it too. No, yeah, having like long hair, ponytail and knowing martial arts. That was like the coolest 90 fucking 90 shit ever. <laughs> right. Right. Adrian Paul. That was his name. Adrian, Adrian Paul. Paul. Right. Aaron Paul was uh, Jesse Pinkman in uh, oh, Breaking Bad. Right, very, right. very different actor. Great, but very different. Yeah. Very different energy. <laughs> very different energy. <laughs> yeah, but like knowing martial arts and having like a ponytail was like 
a license to kill in the 90s, man. <laughs> hey, Steven Seagal starred in two movies called Under Siege. <laughs> Under, not over Siege. <laughs> Under. Or no. on top of. <laughs> so it's under so it's not realistic yeah it's not realistic <laughs> at all <laughs> and uh, uh sniddler actually uh tweeted a little while ago uh, a photo of me that he photoshopped onto the under 10 siege out of 10 <laughs> under siege poster which made me fucking laugh with, out like loud. your face <laughs> yeah on with the, my face being, being like ah it's <laughs> it's like a low effort like photoshop and yet, just like one of the best things I've seen like, shared on, <laughs> like not even like any other additional info, just like straight up, just the poster with like the credits on the bottom and everything, just with your face, <laughs> with my face on it. Fuck. I'm like, I'm like slow clap, Sniddler, slow clap, share, <laughs> retweet. Yeah. Doesn't matter if only three of us like it. Damn it. Nope. But yeah, what do we what do we got? Rad ponytail. Also, if you were also a dude with earrings and a ponytail, just saying, are there cooler dudes? Nope. And our boy, (laughs) and our Red Ranger, and our Star Child. (laughs) His visor's the star. Um, Homie's got earrings. Just saying. He's got he's got one on his left ear, so you know he's straight because this was the nineties. If you were a kid in the 90s, you know that the right ear is the gay ear. Yeah. Hey, I that was such I a weird thing. Have you like, ever met people that it? didn't know that? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, that, that was definitely Not both. Both was fine. Both was metal. But if you just had one, it had to be on the straight ear. Yeah, had to be the on left the left ear. I don't, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I, I I have two piercings in uh, each of my ears, um, but I wear so uh, for audio listeners. I, I wear studs in my left. I have two studs in my left ear, and I have two hoops in my right ear. That is a that is a calculated choice. That's a calculated choice. That lets people know that he's loopy. His gay side is a little bit more loopy. Uh, it, it lets people I don't know, know where I'm going with that. <laughs> that that I'm loopy, and also I I got studs around me. That's right. He's yeah. got studs around him. He's loopy. And he's got studs around him. <laughs> Jelly. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we're not we're not even talk fucking making it through this. Oh, no. Is there some science in this episode, or did I fever dream this, folks? There's banshees. The, Patreon, uh, if you're interested in the tale of UFOs and banshees, that I got three hours, two hours of sleep. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure there's some science in this episode. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, on the subject of earrings. Um, so Tommy has his left ear pierced. He's got one hoop, but also his brother David also has the exact same ear. I noticed, pierced, that. and he has the same, the exact same gold hoop. That's how you know. That's how you know they're brother. <laughs> <Brothers>. Yeah. <laughs> they're matching at 3 p.m. I, I, honestly, I was half expecting. I 
was half expecting the show to do to pull a Star Trek and just have his brother played by Jason David Frank with like a mustache. I almost <laughs> just expected. I that's li- when I was watching this episode earlier. That's that's what I was expecting. I was actually surprised that that isn't what they did. <laughs> Would have been funny. They're like the the split screen effect would be more expensive than just paying this like random guy like five bucks an hour. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. You're you're the Red Ranger's brother. <laughs> also, Bulk and Skull. Bulk and Skull are still like police academy candidates, which is a carryover from. Um, uh, the later seasons of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Balkan Skull right. decided to like decided to be cops. But weirdly, they got Rito, who is um, Rita's brother, and they got Goldar just living in their garage. Also, Skull is like weirdly seems like he's on drugs in most of this episode, like legit on drugs. I guess that's just the character. I didn't. He doesn't. Like normally. I said, I had watched a few episodes, and it's like the actor was like, "Oh, like he's cool." Here's the thing: um, Skull just doesn't Google normally act that way, though. The Red Ranger actor. Um, oh, he doesn't. No. Huh. Like the fact that, like, when they're when um, uh, their their boss, Lieutenant Stone, I think his name is, when he's showing them like ink blots and stuff like that, uh, Skull is like legitimately like tweaking and shit i'm like what is going on with this character right now i recalled that and it's just it it makes you wonder if there's little every once in a while there's a weird um inconsistency and like character acting and it it, it's it's probably because things are cut like maybe this guy got poisoned or he drank something or ate something he shouldn't have and it's human food and so like do you know what i mean but they cut they cut it for uh time reasons or something and i I did notice that, but I just thought maybe the character was supposed to act high. Yeah, when they're in the garage and Lieutenant Stone shows up and uh, Goldar and Rito, like, hide, like, he's acting stone. Like, he's, like, really giggly and, like, has, like, a big smile on his face and is, like, trying to, like, contain his laughter. But then later on when they're in uh, Stone's office, like, he's legitimately acting like he's, like, on crack or something. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, now I recall that. Um, one thing I want to it's point weird. out, it, it is weird, um, the scrambling. So people that are like, oh, like it's too cheesy and oh, the actors are like bad or whatever. No, there's a level of campiness that is very purposeful, delivered by a lot of the more comedic uh, relief characters yeah. um, that is extraordinary acting. Because it's just like, okay, method act, oh, my character's serious or sad or whatever. But there's something to be said about, like, trying to realistically deliver, like, a character that's like, oh, my God, oh, we quick, we need to clean up this garage. And then there's, like, a sped up emotion of Goldar and, um, fucking Rito. Uh, Skull, uh, Rito, and fucking, like, these four, two of them, which aren't humans, um, yep. <laughs> scrambling. <laughs> With like, I almost expected Benny Hill theme playing in the background. Like, quickly, maybe they were getting stoned in the garage. I don't know what was cut here, folks, but something was going on there. 
whoa man i had a bad trip yeah like i said uh skull is definitely like acting high in every scene that he's in <laughs> yeah and um the uh these two actors that play um uh the the police academy guys you just said their name Bulk and had, skull. i two two hours of sleep folks excuse me um they're in a lot of the power rangers too they are yeah uh bulk uh the the actor who played bulk i think was in the power ranger shows like well into the 2000s yeah like i i think i remember reading a while ago that he his character ended up buying the like cafe or something that the rangers like hanging out at and he became the owner oh wild look yeah. at him getting his life together yeah Man, this hair is cool. Bulk and Skull, like characters who started off as just being like the shitty like bullies, like in the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, actually became like very like fun and lovable characters. And hearing characters that um, sometimes the uh, entire B plot revolves around them, and they don't interact with the main story whatsoever. Yeah, (laughs) like in this case, a lot of the shit that's affecting them, nothing to do with the A plot, like (laughs) like at all yeah <laughs> and and that's fine that's that's power rangers yep um just uh I think there was somebody red ranger goes and uh meets his like grandfather or okay so to to to, to quick kind of quickly like talk about like this episode of power ranger zeo and like what's going on in the plot is um the episode like starts off like coming in hot which i'm not used to with power rangers to be honest Um, i'm not used i was like what what is this i wasn't used to that at all yeah we're 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 coming in hot like um tommy's brother has been kidnapped by uh king mondo i think yeah king mondo uh the like evil baddie of the machine empire uh his brother has been kidnapped right yeah um something to do with a mystical arrowhead which you know explains the name of the episode brother can you spare an arrowhead brother right (laughs) can you spare an arrowhead brother uh and so like within the first couple minutes of the episode there's straight up like a megazord battle and everything which um yeah right away this is the shittiest megazord i've ever seen in the history of the franchise Okay, so I wasn't going to say anything because I was like, oh, I'm not going to like shit talk Power Rangers. Like, it's gone through a lot of iterations. Eh. It doesn't doesn't feel like a a kick-ass Megazord, you know? It's It's kind of mostly his guns. It's super chonky. It's chonk. It's chonk and awkwardly Gundam human-like Megazords here. But, um... And like for some reason the uh tommy has his own like separate megazord as well but it can also link up but like the way it links up is super lame like they just like go back to back and like he puts his arms over the other the like the other megazord and they become um, like gatling um, guns my it's almost like um whose line is it anyway the thing where somebody goes behind you and they put their arms like through them oh yeah 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 that are right. talking and like mixing things and <laughs> that's pretty yeah that's that's what this megazord is 
<laughs> come up behind now i'm your hands and guns it it's awkward looking yeah. but i understand it the the, the two t- you get these two toys and yet you chunk there's even more toys to sell is what i'm trying to say uh so I get it. To- so tommy has made some kind of deal with king mondo to give him like this arrowhead in exchange for getting his brother back and surprise King Mondo betrays him and he's you like what shit. what how could you and he's like haha I'm the bad guy <laughs> yeah actually much. Yeah. <laughs> um uh yeah so bunch of shit goes down in the episode I don't know they yeah. uh they they fight Tommy I... Tommy reunites with his brother he's able to free him and his brother is like is like oh we got to save tommy and tommy is like no he's fine and uh david is like no he's not we got to save him and tommy is like no he's fine takes his helmet off and he's like i'm a power ranger (laughs) you're not wrong i think you just kind of summed up the episode (laughs) pretty much and Um, he's like whoa 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 those friend those four friends of yours are they yeah bro yeah they are there there is a scene where it shows like an eagle and there's like a flute and like jdf goes to meet with like his uh like tribe elder or his. i was gonna say like a tribal chief or something some kind of like tribal elder yeah and he gives him some advice about like how to act like a great warrior and how to be a leader and and that kind of thing yeah yeah um <clears throat> and um what is he gives us the some lore dump too he's like so, uh, what's imprisoned in the arrowhead I, we watched this folks it's just <laughs> it's it's power rangers like every episode yeah. has nothing to do with the, <laughs> the next right there is like a small progression of story for the characters this this episode though seems to have some kind of um um serialized like this show seems to have like a more serialized uh storyline going on compared to mighty Morphin power rangers because like i said like this episode comes in hot like we're like right in the middle of something going on even though this isn't like you know brother can you spare an arrowhead part two (laughs) that's fair yeah yeah um so what did the elder like say he was like the 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 arrowhead holds great power and whoever holds the Anyways, it's important shit. With great power comes great responsibility. Basically. And he's like, hey, if you see your brother, tell him about, it's about time he heads he heads back home. Also, um, this, this is something that I found funny. So they use the same establishing shot for the command center as they used in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but it's a very different set on the inside. So it's like, what did 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 uh, Zordon and Alpha like move to a smaller bedroom? <laughs> like, I was gonna. Say. <laughs> so it's, it's like the exact same shot for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on the exterior, but like the interior is just a completely different and very much a smaller set. They paid for an interior decorator. <laughs> it also got bigger. <laughs> Right. Uh, the, uh, the, the 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 rent in the uh the the old uh uh command center like 
chamber just got too much, so we had to, we had to move to a smaller room. <laughs> some guy like walks on set and he's like wearing a house robe and he's like eating like beans right out of the can it's just like oh oh don't mind him we had to sublet one of the rooms (laughs) pasadena rent has gotten crazy rangers rangers pay no attention to the dude over there (laughs) the dude dude. he's eating cereal let's yeah <laughs> I'm just the dude, man. Rangers, find out who peed on his fucking rug. Can't believe they peed on your fucking rug, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, President's Choice JDF uh, eventually <laughs> makes his appearance. This and... actor looks like his stunt double, basically. I, I, I... <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually who this is is like his stuntman. Yeah. You can you can tell that we heavily researched the the episode folks. Um and this is when I realized like when he actually interacts when they when they go to save him. Um it's not JDF. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, because it's been showing him like locked away and like fighting like through this like fuzzy screen, right? That Alpha shows them." No. Yeah, so we 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 don't dude. have a we don't have a uh, Sam Kirk thing going on. <laughs> no. We got to save David. Yep. And you know they they, Star they Trek, some um, space dudes. Star Trek Strange New Worlds, uh really really good show. The, definitely the best of the um the, the modern Star Trek shows. Really? Uh really really good. Uh highly recommended. Um Sam Kirk is a character in that show which and uh this was right after we reviewed that episode of the original series like within like a week or something like that so i was very i was very delighted yeah um (laughs) we had watched the original uh was it the yeah the original series and it was like oh kirk isn't your brother on this settlement and it's like what the fuck you have a brother kirk has a brother and it was literally just william shatner with like a fake mustache he dies off screen yeah and they find him and they just cut to him for like five seconds and just william shatner with a fucking goatee not even a goatee just a fake very obvious like very fake like stick on and it's just him lying and you can see him him chest moving a bit as he's breathing and his eyes are closing you can tell he didn't even hold his breath (laughs) but yeah uh in star trek strange new worlds uh sam kirk is is a character and he indeed has a pretty glorious mustache amazing it's canon (laughs) it is i just want to say they're not putties in this one they're Uh, what are the goons goonies machinies Machinies, sparklies. I, they're very they're spaces. Spaces. <laughs> spaces. There we go. Oh. Uh, Kevin. Are those Kevin's fans spaces. of <laughs> Aziz like, hey, shout out to my spaces out there. Oh. <laughs> the, the only fans that man has left in the world. Are these guys that are Are these guys? <laughs> and uh who's the big bad in this? It's like a who's the villain of the week? uh king mondo king yeah right king mondo is like the the leader of the the machine empire but well he's uh, the leader is there a monster of the week yeah mace face that's it 
That's okay, it, so during during the um the <clears throat> the second Megazord battle, this, folks. Yeah, the second Megazord battle of the episode uh, involves the Rangers going up against uh, Mace Face, and something weird happens because like the Rangers. So like all five of them are in like the after they merge like they're they're in the cockpit of the Megazord, but then Tommy is just like my own personal Megazord power now and it shoots and like spins like does like a corkscrew thing. Tommy's known for having his own. <laughs> he is yeah yeah but he he so he ejects from the, the the main Megazord and goes to his own Zord but then like the other Rangers are like Tommy. Do you, do you think you can link up with us? And he's like, I'll try. And so, like, for the second time in the episode, his Megazord, like, merges with the Zeo Megazord. And they're like, all right, Tommy, you did it. Yep. But I'm like... But you you did it earlier, and that's you, what I mean by you the, did it earlier. things that are cut out and edited. You did it earlier in the episode, and so, Editing. like... Why? Why are people acting like, uh, like your Zord linking up with this Zord is like was like some the first time some kind of thing that like is taxing or like or they've never might, done it before might not happen might not be a thing you might not be able to do. It's like why there's some editing chopping going on. Uh, there's a high monster uh, for no reason. Um, it starts right in the middle of a battle. Uh, there's some skull. Some skull shit. is on meth, like <laughs> <laughs> actually, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Ryan, they're, they're trying to save um, David, Tommy's like brother, in it, Ryan. He's all like, "You gotta go back for his brother." No, you don't. Stay here. No, you don't understand what it's like to have a brother. I'm going back, and he's like, "No, I do understand." What? Whoa, bro! And that's and he takes bro. off his brother, and that's when he reveals he's the Red Ranger. And it's just funny too because like the camera cuts to David, then cuts back to him, and he's just holding the helmet in front of him because it's a prop. Yep. Right, and and then he like lowers it, and it's very obvious there's a cut away from. There, there's an episode of uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and I didn't notice this as a kid, but like watching it as an adult, there's an episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers where Tommy is still the Green Ranger, um, and he's at the command center talking to Zordon, and you can tell the shift when it cuts from like Japanese footage to like footage that they shot in California. Because the quality of the Green Ranger costume, like, comically diminishes. Like, to the point that, like, the, the gold, like, shield thing that, like, Tommy has, like, over his costume shifts Looks like from... you got it from a uh, Halloween shop? Yes. And, like, to the point that, like, the, the front of it, because it's, like, triangular in shape, the front of it is actually, like, curling, like, kind of... Hurt. <laughs> I know, like... Anybody that grew up watching this knows exactly what Siege is saying right now. <laughs> Fucking, like, exactly. That stupid little curl. And I remember seeing that as a kid. You said you didn't catch it. You caught I didn't it as catch it as a kid. Nope. No. As a kid, I was like... like the. <laughs> It's like straight just, meme just looks him, like, like a fucking spirit Halloween, shitty like spirit Halloween. And it, it doesn't fit, and it's like kind of yeah. ruffled in like the where the joints are. Whereas it's like very high production and very 
um, fitted to the um, the stunt to the actor, person yeah. to the yeah. OG, yeah, the Japanese like stunt person. It's yeah that sudden cut um, from like high value like production to Spirit of Halloween. Is... Yeah, and like the, the reason why that happened was because like uh, uh, the Green Ranger takes his helmet off in that scene, so like we 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 need to see uh, Tommy's face, but like the the drop in quality from the costume is just like outrageously laughable <laughs> and and i get it because like the there's extreme very few scenes like that so you don't want to spend a, a budget on a huge actual like fitted like costume but like i don't know that adds to the charm <laughs> the shitty spirit of halloween like green ranger the fact that it's like looks like gold like tin foil and that it's actually like curling up at the bottom it's just oh it's oh it's, it's joy, so folks. it's it's great rest in peace jason david frank yeah. Rip and we peace. love you and and you know what he he wasn't in charge of the prop department <laughs> also he brings it before we like wrap things up and we go we um we reveal how the episode ends which may surprise you um um <laughs> One of the better actors. Now that I've re like watching this from front to end, like pretty fucking solid acting. Uh yeah, my my favorite actor is from uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like the the franchise as a whole are Jason David Frank, uh, Walter Jones, the original Black Power Ranger. Uh, Walter Jones is great. I started um. <laughs> The next thing, like, I, I knew him as the Black Power Ranger when I was a little kid, but then i a uh, big fan of the TV show The Shield, which I've, I don't know, maybe we'll cover it on this podcast someday. Maybe we'll have a let's play of the video game. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's bad. Um, apparently canon with the show, though. Uh, but anyway, uh, Walter Jones, uh, he popped up in the first couple seasons of The Shield, like 10 years later. And even at the time, I was like, oh, hey, it's Zack. Black Power Ranger. Really? Cool. Yeah. Wow. It's wild. Yeah, he played uh, random gangbanger who was also a CI for the, the strike team on The Shield. Oh, cool. um, so, yeah, Jason David Frank, Walter Jones, um, Amy Jo Johnson, the original Pink Ranger, uh, Patricia Jolly, the Pink Ranger from Power Rangers Turbo. Big fan. <laughs> For various reasons. Also, I, I found out yesterday that she was the uh, voice and mocap for Jill Valentine in Resident Evil 5. And you I'm just like, told me I'm, that, and it's like... I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> not so much in the features. Well... No, character, uh, Jill Valentine looked nothing like Patricia Jolly. Didn't look like her, but she did the voice in the game, and she did all the mocap. The, the mocap for it, yeah. Which I'm like, hey, that's that's really cool. Jill in the remake doesn't even really look like Jill, like OG Jill either. No. I, and that's that's fine, but it's just, I wonder who she's supposed to look like. Uh, yeah, there. I remember in video games, um, 
I think in the 2000s to like 2010s, there was like this big push in video games for um, to actually like cast actors as characters and have like video game characters look like actors. Uh, I I feel like we've kind of moved away from that now. Yeah. Because then it would be like, man, all of these white like protagonists that are finding bandits and looking for treasure are going to look like, um, uh, again, two hours of sleep, uh, voice Norm- actor that's everyone. Norman Reedus. <laughs> Norman Reedus. Um, uh, Nolan North. Nolan North, thank you. Troy Baker. Troy Baker. And, and here's the thing. You can't have every single Caucasian protagonist look like Troy Baker and Nolan North. You can yeah. have them sound like Troy Baker and Nolan, Nor- Nolan North. <laughs> I, I've so Nolan North, I'm a big fan of, but um, and I've mentioned this before, but Troy Baker also really intelligent. Like I, I've listened to podcasts uh, of his, like really intelligent, really interesting guy. Has like very um, has very uh, fascinating insights onto just various things about life. Uh, Troy Baker is great um, as a voice actor. No, like he's a good voice actor in the sense that he can deliver lines well. But the problem is, is I always know that it's Troy Baker because he has no range at all. Uh, more so than Nolan North. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he has no range at all. Like, And that's the thing. Uh, voice acting. He- yeah can deliver like it's very believable but yeah, the range great. yeah he, he's well, great but he he's no scott mcneil is what i'm saying like is anybody <laughs> uh he he's no scott mcneil in the sense that like or um uh, like he he doesn't disappear into a role like he's always just troy baker acting lines in front yeah. of him powerful voice but it's it's troy baker's playing himself yeah yeah he's the nick cage of <laughs> of um voice actors <laughs> i was thinking of changing my name on uh my middle name on facebook to vegas in um reference to uh leaving las leaving vegas las vegas yeah <laughs> uh it's kind of where i'm at in life right now anyway um tommy's brother tommy saves his brother He's like, brother, listen. And his brother is like, brother. And they like lock arms. And they like lock their 24-inch pythons. (laughs) And they say in unison, brother. (laughs) As they flex at the same time. Brother! (laughs) (laughs) We're we're doing that um, that typical thing that we we do where we make... uh, Where... We make a thing sound more interesting than it actually is. They don't actually do that. They just no. hug. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so they, the the Rangers de- say, like, Tommy saves his brother. The Rangers defeat the big baddie. Um, it ends with uh, them getting the arrowhead back. And... Tommy and his brother are dressed as like Ryu and Ken. <laughs> like quite, I, I mentioned this earlier, but quite literally. I didn't even one, notice that until you. One of them is wearing a red gi and the other is wearing a white gi. They're, they're Ryu and Ken. Yeah. This can't have been an accident. Like. No, given the time that this was. And don't they pull some double dragon bullshit? 
did I well, imagine or in my like well they're like so insomnia, they did I miss that so they have the uh the the arrowhead and they're like oh what are we gonna do with this now and they touch it at the same time and it quite literally just magically splits into like two amulets. so reverse double dragon yeah they have it oh and he goes to pass it to show his brother because they're like yeah what what are we gonna do with this now and it goes and just perfectly like and magically, magically splits. splits and they're like whoa <laughs> whoa we'll both wear each half a around our necks and if we're ever separated i, I don't know how to make a reverse <laughs> double dragon reference sorry <laughs> we'll wear it on our other ear actually that'd be kind of cool <laughs> it, it won't be and then gay, it, even though it's it's so big it won't be gay because it's it's uh we we already have a uh uh a hoop in the the straight ear and also Bro. if you put like a feather with it then It'll be like a Native American thing. <laughs> and we can get away with that. Bro. And then they like high five again. No, um, <laughs> it's even less interesting. We're doing the thing again. Yeah. Um, they just go, oh, cool. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for saving me. They don't address why or how it was. It's always supposed to do that. I don't know, man. Yeah. They need to keep it, it the was power dumb. away from bad guys. It was supposed to. We didn't watch the episodes leading to this. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it was always in two parts, and it's safer in two parts to keep it in two parts because if bad guys ever get a hold of it when it's in, when it's whole, um, they can take over the world or some shit. I don't know. Also, bro, you're gonna. I'm sorry, bro, but like we 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 got to keep these two halves of the arrowhead apart. So like you're you're gonna have to go work on sliders now. You can't. <laughs> We can't have you on the set anymore. It's too dangerous. <laughs> You're gonna have to go work on sliders. <laughs> there's something. There's something we might see in Lasercomb podcast. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I can grow up on that shit. Man, sliders was the first thing that I was like in my head. I was like, "What was airing in 1996? What was airing?" It's sliders was the first thing that popped into my head. Um, you know the meme that's like, oh, mom, I want, like, the, like, I, I want this, like, toy, or I want this. Oh, but we have this at home. And then the meme is like, this at home. But we've adopted that to be, like, a dollar store, like, version. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all like, oh, I want to watch Stargate. You, We have Stargate at home. Slider is a Stargate at home. <laughs> it's President's Choice. <laughs> no name brand. Uh, dollar store stargate i'd actually does i'd probably like uh sliders more now than i did when i was a kid honestly because like i love like alternate reality shit and i also love tiny burgers i remember um i loved that show as a kid i remember the commercials for sliders was like it was always like um imagine a world where you are as famous as michael jordan or like things like that. It was always like, imagine a world where blah, 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 blah. Imagine a world where you already exist, but your girlfriend is way hotter. <laughs> imagine a world where, <laughs> imagine a world where your dick is nine inches long. This Tuesday night, check out sliders <laughs> this Tuesday night at 8 p.m. 5 central on Fox. 
<laughs> I think I remember sliders because the same night, later in night, like late night, like at maybe like nine or ten PM or something, um Outer Limits. Oh yeah, yeah. What was on the the nineties version of the Outer on Limits. On the same channel. Yeah. yeah. Not in the nineties, the Outer Limits, yeah. Um and I was I was a fan of that too. Um, but yeah, sliders people, was one of those things, just like the outer limits, where it people, was like people like to complain about remakes, but listen here, folks, remakes aren't new. They've been doing that since the early days of film and television. Are you telling me that <laughs> um uh nineteen eighty four uh nineteen eighty two? Uh the thing? It it wasn't the original? Yes. What is regarded as being one of the greatest horror films of all time it? itself. It's not was even a remake. a remake. It's a remake of isn't it like the third? Like uh, uh it's a remake of the the thing from another world. The thing from another world from nineteen fifty something. Right, which is a movie, and the movie is it's based on a short story of called uh Who Goes There? There we go. We, yeah, we got there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, complaining. The thing only that thing I that's hate. new about remakes is that people complain about remakes more lately. That's what's new yep. about remakes. Yep. Uh, thing that I absolutely hate is like people on social media being like, "Oh, Hollywood's run out of ideas. Run it's out just of all, ideas. It's just all remakes and sequels." And it's like, no, nah, man. Like the first like film remake occurred in like 1919 or something like that it was a remake of a movie that came out literally a year earlier <laughs> yeah and clive uh, clive barker um john carpenter's uh the thing like you said was a remake of um the thing from outer space right the, the um thing from another world the thing from another world and is different enough that it's like whatever right like everything's based on books or is straight up like a remake or is part of like a fandom or whatever sometimes uh, and you know what those people ain't complaining about spider-man fuck you you you're <laughs> fine with nine spider-man movies 10 spider-man movies in like 20 years but you guys fucking like will pipe up about remakes fuck you you don't get it both ways yeah <laughs> Like we got like, th there was uh, Andrew Garfield. That there the have been so many from those Spider Mans to the new ones was like <laughs> like a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield, uh, the Amazing Spider Man Two, which the movie's kind of a mess, but I it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Um, the Amazing Spider Man Two came out in twenty fourteen, and like literally a year later they announced oh tom holland is going to be the new mcu spider-man i hadn't even watched all the andrew garfield ones at that point and i'm like what's going on calm down <laughs> spider-man no I, way home though that movie is is a delight i've seen it so yeah we we've talked about this before but like um when you're a kid like you can re-watch like the same movies and tv shows like over and over and over again weirdly enough spider-man no way home is a movie that i that i even in my 30s i can do that with it's just like i've seen it probably like 10 times now that movie is a delight and i want i want a world now where we have 
a fourth Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, a fourth, and then the next year, a fourth uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, and a year after that, like a third Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie. Like just, and also the, the and, animated like Spider-Verse movies. Like I just, was just going to say. Bam, 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 every year. We, we what was exist- that, Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. Fuck, that was good too. It's really good. Um, we we are in a world now where audiences can handle that. I think, like just just give me sequels to like every like iteration of Spider Man. Like, and you know what? Exactly into the Spider Verse. Uh, fucking was it? Uh, Nick Cage was like noir Spider Man noir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like fuck it, all them. Br- yeah, bring, bring them, them in too. Bring, bring Spider Ham uh, back. Spider Ham. Peter Absolutely. Porker. <laughs> yeah fucking bring them all there um and you you hell you know what um bring like og like spider-man with like going from left to right with like skyscrapers take the the guy who does the voice of um um what's his name uh miles morales uh spider-verse spider-man bring take that actor and put him into one of the live action movies as uh that character there we go oh so he he, like he's not animated yeah yeah anymore okay yeah take that exact same actor from the into the (laughs) spider-verse movies and uh, just put him as miles morales in a live action film too because why not i'm looking up the uh chat shamik moore sure I was really hoping he was going to show up in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, honestly. Supida-Man No Way Hombre, as I like to call it. This guy could do Spider-Man. Decent looking dude. Fit. Yeah. Uh, How old is he? Born 1995, young? Yeah. This guy could do Spider-Man. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean... He does the voice, so why not? And also, you just yada, yada, yada. Spider-Man's like 10 years older, right? Like the, the Miles Morales like character is supposed to be like a teenager, I think, right? Right. The way you get the actor in there is just like time shenanigans. It's been 10 years since Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom, you know, big fucking deal. What we do is uh, we open up uh, the time portal here and uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, it, it splits the space-time continuum and, uh, you know, a voice actor for a, a digital animation is he's live action now. Forget you know, about I, it. <laughs> you know, I got a guy down at the docks, you know, real good friend of mine, real good fucking guy, you know, he's, um, you know, <laughs> you, know you, you, you slip him a couple, uh, uh, a couple, uh, Benjamins and, you know, maybe he leaves a door to another world open. You slip you know? him some unobtainium that perhaps has fallen off the back of a truck and, uh, <laughs> you... <laughs> Oh God! Bada bing, bada boom. He opens up a portal for you, and uh, boy, if, if something comes through that portal, whose fu- whose fault is it of ours? You know, he just he just leaves a doorway open, you know, and walks away. And uh, whatever you, know, you do with it, I hey, that's none you know, of our he, business. You know, he he's looking the other way. So, uh, you know, what comes through the portal, what what uh, what goes into the portal, you know, it's uh, no concern of mine. 
Yeah, that that's we're we're just uh, we're just honest family family centered businessmen. <laughs> like somehow, like there's this like wholesome mob, like that's like helping people with the MCU in the back. <laughs> the kingpin. No, kingpin. Kingpin's too uh, controlling. Yeah. Our um, our own. It's our OC. Do not steal. wholesome don't don't be a thieving cunt (laughs) don't be a thieving cunt (laughs) jeremy's roc there hey uh, the big boss uh, jeremy uh you know people don't let him see him in person Um, you know his friends call him big j you know (laughs) big j big (laughs) jer is that ranger 64 big (laughs) jer well it is now damn it It is now big jer uh shout out shout out to uh to ranger 64 jared and we we got the episode out through our ramblings there's an arrowhead bada bing bada boom it's in two pieces now one of the guys goes to sliders and uh you know the other guy wears it as an earring big fucking deal (laughs) yeah that's that's the episode um so (laughs) cal i have a question for you go Uh, you just caught anything. a random episode of Power Rangers Zeo. Would you would you tune in next week? I would. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Like this is nowhere near the um uh near the bar that I, I need of qual the, 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 the bar of approval of quality that I need to continue <laughs> watching something. And um what what got me was like the forced drama like oh my brother's caught oh we need to save my brother all right arrowhead and i i like little things like that i want to know what's going on with um uh bulk and skull yeah <laughs> i think and skull needs an, needs an intervention <laughs> um yeah it needs an intervention uh maybe it was the actor himself uh maybe they were like, what's going on with you, man? We have to film today. And he was just like fucking nuts. Just I, like tweaking. I I don't know, but um I, damn it, I, I want I, to know. I I got this, okay? Just roll roll the camera. Is your guy's mouth dry? <laughs> um, and maybe we'll find out next week. So yeah, I will. How about yourself? Mm. Just on uh, this. Just based on this episode, probably not. Although I do appreciate the um, the indigenous representation going on. And it, it's I very was actually certain. surprised to see that. Yeah, so was I. Like, especially and, for and a show a from like 96. It's not like, like, you know, like forced or like, you know, like shoehorned in there. Like Tommy's just like looking out over the canyons, like California, Arizona, or wherever they are. And. Yep. talks to his his elder and he's like hey got some advice for you and he's like thanks man yeah he's like careful that arrowhead's magic don't let it fall in bad hands oh yeah tell your brother to come home and he's like as soon as i he's fine yeah i'll i'll, I'll tell him to come home yeah <laughs> so that's that's good and as a kid you don't see the importance of representation or any of that right but my cousins and i like thought it was cool that he was 
I said when we started recording, oh, I had never seen any of this. But then as soon as it, Tommy was on screen and JDF was like, um, had the outfit, but like with the helmet, like off and stuff like that, I was like, no, we caught episodes of this and we watched it together. And I was never diligent in like watching a show from like beginning we've talked about that before because that's one way that like you and i like greatly differ was because like even as a child like i was very vigilant about things like that yeah anybody listening to this knows that like my excuse was i was uh, a kid who rode bikes (laughs) right like i was i was out there like throwing pine cones at other kids and riding bikes and yeah and whereas um I'm actually going to go on a bit of a tangent here. Um, I was, because of my childhood being the way it was, like I was locked in the house. Um, I was very, very, very sheltered uh, to the point that um, people have told me it was constituted as abuse. Um, And I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at like my mother or anything like that. Cause at this point, like it, doesn't really matter, but like, um, so I was extremely sheltered as a child. And for me, like, I don't have like a ton of like childhood memories of like family vacations or like things like that. For me, like my happy childhood memories are TV shows and movies that I watched basically. Um, I've often likened, uh, especially like Star Trek, the, the original Star Trek movies with the original cast, um, like the first six Star Trek films, I, I often liken rewatching them as basically visiting family in a way. Um, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I've got um, memories and years and how old I was associated with certain movies, mm. too. So I, I feel that, right? Like the the age, uh, what season it was, or in your case, like what like fucking day of the month of what year <laughs> yep. it was. Um, so yeah, I can, I can get that. I can jive with that. So for me, like as a child, like media was kind of all I had. So it was a thing that was just very, very, very important to me. And it still is. Um, And that circles back to part of the reason why, like, Jason David Frank's uh, untimely death, like, hit me really hard. Because, like, in a... And I... I, In a non-crazy way, I'm going to preface this with, like, it feels like... (laughs) In a non-crazy way. In a way, like, it feels like a loved one dying tragically because you have those memories so and that's why i was like well like celebrity worship is one thing but also being like oh you know like for the kids that grew up with like tv raising them more than their parents yeah um when it's like and when you're a you child got, and it's like all you have like this is all you have there there you go i was just going to say like school shitty you're bullied called a lot of things you you have to worry about like leaving school at a certain time to not get and like your one reprisal from your like um one kind of like escape 
your joy of the day is going right going home and like catching dragon ball z or power rangers or beast wars or like whatever it is like as a kid you don't think about like and obviously they can be depressed you don't think about those things but living for like one show or two shows or like and dreading and like fantasizing about not going to school and fantasizing and being like, oh man, I don't graduate until another six years. But when you're a kid, that's forever. Yeah. Right. And every year changes so much that yet, yes, a half hour show that you spend with Monday to Friday is going to influence your life in a huge way. Exactly. So yeah, I, I get that. Like maybe five years ago, I would have like mocked that kind of thing. Like, oh, like, why are people so upset when like this celebrity dies? Jeez, get over yourself. But like, eh, no, get that. Like people had to take joy in something. And if like the only joy that some people had growing up was like food. Mm -hmm. Right. Or if they have negative associations with that, right. Like parents harping them on and eating disorders and like all of these and bullying or not, and like or not having food or <laughs> or not realizing I, that eating three times a day is actually like was supposed to be normal yeah so it's like let people enjoy pokemon in their 30s because yeah. like they ran home because school ended at 3 15 and the episode of pokemon started at 3 30 so i i get all of that mm-hmm and yeah, I think that's a warm send off, warm memory to have. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, to to kind of reiterate and like wind the conversation down, uh, Jason David Frank, childhood hero, uh, and he'll be missed. He was absolutely uh, lo- loved and appreciated by many. Um, he had been working on a film, a Kickstarter film, for the past few years called Legend of the White Dragon. Uh, hopefully that gets released. Um, oh, I, I didn't I, realize. I, I saw on social... It's kind of a... It's not technically Power Rangers because, like, that that's an IP that other people own. I'm not saying it, it's Power Rangers. But it's... Uh, Electrical guardians, <laughs> basically. <laughs> what you're saying is there are people that when they use a magical item, they might uh, transform into a certain colorful array of, of spandex. <laughs> of spandex wearing ninjas. Yeah. And uh, they may or may not be able to summon certain mechanical, uh, uh, you know, robotic uh themed uh uh um, i'm floundering here uh uh, old uh giant uh robots called zerds it's zerds yes or um Uh, ultra zerds ultra zerds (laughs) ultra zorgs yeah there we go if you will zorgs (laughs) and um hey if they if they happen to combine and like fit together because we need to fight um, giant kaiju of yep. nefarious design, I 
just saying i'm not going to complain <laughs> uh so the this film legend of the white dragon uh i saw on social media today actually that apparently filming was complete completed and they said that they're going to be making an announcement soon regarding the uh, fate of the film so it was something that uh jason david frank was very passionate about like he sp- spoke at great length uh of it when uh, i saw him at fan expo because he gave a very inspiring presentation um uh so hopefully that uh that film sees the light of day uh sooner cool. rather than later um yeah definitely and uh yeah um i don't really know where to go from here but just uh yeah yeah, it's been a long uh, episode of Le Laser Le, Le Laser Comb podcast. <laughs> Get out of my face. Um, the Laser Comb podcast, but uh, a lot of it was sentimental or heartfelt or joking and stuff like that. And this wasn't really supposed to be a review of not really yada yada. So fucking much of it. We didn't even put it in the right order. Whatever. <laughs> um, but it was more of a general talk about how it influenced us clearly and uh jds uh roles and yeah, this sound a tribute the, the <laughs> a tribute yes uh the the point of this episode has kind of been more of like just me working through my feelings about one of my childhood how dare you hold dying. us hostage <laughs> your <laughs> to your emotions you monster but uh, yeah, and indeed, uh, maybe maybe other people who will who will listen to this too, like maybe it'll help hearing us laugh about it and talk about it and, and you know, yeah, who knows? I I I had in my head been like um like yesterday and the day before I'd been like oh this is this is gonna be an episode like where we like I'm not gonna joke about things like this is gonna be like a very like serious like just very serious like tribute to to jason david frank but it but it's like no like making making the jokes is like part of the process and it's it's helping and indeed it's not like i don't ever speak on behalf of like anyone else let alone like dead people or whatever but like the, the vibes i got from him is like you know he he want other people to be happy or joke and remember him fondly and, and enjoy his work right so and something i want to say kind of in closing and i say this as and i've mentioned before like i've have quite a history with uh, uh suicide and suicide attempts um people love you like doesn't really like anyone listening to this like if you're ever feeling like you just want out or like feel unloved or unworthy or whatever like you undoubtedly have people in your life who are going to be very upset when you're gone so and is is there's there's that there's two sides of that coin it's like yeah you hurt people that are gone or whatever i've always found that kind of selfish from the person giving telling that to 
somebody well, struggling, that, somebody that, struggling that, with that. I understand their I intent. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I understand that intent, but the way I take that um, is that they want you in their lives. Yeah, and like, yes, you'll you'll be hurt, and like, you'll affect them or whatever. But the way like, I interpret that, instead of letting it like bother me, is that like, and because they love you and want you in your their life, like, try to remember the times the the memories you could make with them and and the, the times yeah. that you had with them right and um it doesn't really work for everybody like i'm not a, a freaking therapist or anything like that so no. i appreciate <laughs> neither your, of us are <laughs> I, I appreciate your um your words there right um but like it, siege knows this more than anyone else i know like it does pass like the the light peeks through the clouds and there there will be moments where you can be glad that you stuck around right and doesn't like help everybody but like in even if it's something as um and uh me and cal talked know about what you're gonna before. say yeah would, even if it's something ahead. as simple as like oh that video game that's coming out next summer or like that next marvel movie it seems or something like it that. seems silly Man, but when I was a kid, I was like, oh, man, <sighs> fuck, there's, there's this bridge here, but there's also, but Metal Gear Solid 3 is coming out in November. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid's coming out, baby. Uh, you know what? Maybe they'll finally finish that Frieza fight with Goku. I... <laughs> and uh, like, even as a kid and all throughout like an adult, and it's like, you know, you know like there's going to be a Death Stranding too. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, and if, if that's, if they that's got 20 is, Silent Hill games suddenly coming out in the next couple um, of years, uh, uh, pyramid head, uh, the, the portal to pyramid head, uh, opened up and he jizzed out like 17 <laughs> different IPs and <laughs> like in one day and, um, Certainly, all of them will be good, um, but especially lately, too. Uh, not to be to, to piggyback on your sentimentality, too. Um, there's a lot of bad going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we touch on it here or there, and we make jokes about it and complain about it, but try to like move on. Uh, so it's hard for a lot of people, um, but uh, hey, we're we're still kicking. There are, no matter how much despair you're in, and I say this as someone who is in utter despair, like 90% of the time, there are reasons to stick around. There are reasons to stick around. So, um, that's, uh, I think what I'm, is the uh, sentiment that I'm going to close on. Uh, Rest in peace, Jason David Frank. Uh, uh, We all loved you. Yeah, he's... um... He, uh, legend says to this uh, this day he's he's fighting kaiju in the uh, in the great void great starry night. He's uh, he he hopped on board the uh, the Falcon Zord and is flying it uh, into heaven. There we go. Yeah, there's a if I if I could draw, I would make that fan art. <laughs> I'd be surprised if someone hasn't. At this you know point, what? Honestly, it, there's. 
I'm going to go on Twitter and there's going to be fucking fan art everywhere. Uh, of him, like, riding the Falcon Zord into the sky? Hell yeah. Yeah, Hell yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, internet, you can have that one for free. <laughs> and we won't You're call you welcome. Cunts. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> anyway, that has been episode 53 of the Lasercomb podcast. Um, yeah, best way to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, where you get uh, lots of cool stuff at the $5, singular $5 tier. Or you can follow me on Twitter while it still exists at lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, once again. <laughs> while it still exists. While it still I exists. I like how we've completely just kind of like dodged any of that bullshit <laughs> yeah oh until right now damn it every podcast that i listen to has been talking about like the uh imminent uh demise of twitter the, the fourth I'm... time that twitter has an Im- imminent demise over the last six years this one this one's definitely the the last time whereas i'm kind of just like yeah well cool story bro if it happens, if it crumbles, well, I'll move on to something else. It's like that meme that's like, oh, no. Anyways, I, yeah, like you could have told me that 4chan um, wasn't a thing like it, it had shut down like two years ago. And I would have been like, oh, probably huh, for the only best. two years ago, <laughs> not like 10, <laughs> probably, probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, Cal, they can follow you on Twitter. Yes, I'm at Twitter. Um. If you like the shit posts or like me posting pictures of like plants and like squirrels, because like I disengage from any of that. Zero shit's given. Oh, no, I reshare other uh, podcasts and stuff like that, too. Um, Yeah, uh, NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. We will be back next time with uh, what was supposed to be... uh, the subject of review for this episode uh episode four of manimal relic hunter with oh no manimal <laughs> yeah as chosen by our patron lewis uh and until then i have been uh, christopher siege one of your hosts and i'm neil cal uh thanks for listening we will uh dragon zord you next week so long nero tangents and we'll zord you next week. Neuro tangents. Uh, sometimes words just come out. That's what I am. Neuro tangent. Rest in peace, JDF. Take a trip to another dimension.